Hey friend, welcome to my podcast, The Fit Soul. I'm your host, Amy Ramsey. In this podcast, we will be discussing soul-filled strategies to unleash your confidence, increase your energy, and all the things healthy lifestyle. If you're a Christian woman who is ready to reach your God-given potential, walk worthy of your calling with abundant joy and energy, girlfriend, you are in the right spot. I mean, you only have one life to live. You might as well maximize it. Buckle in and thanks for listening. Welcome back to the podcast. Wow, today's interview, man, this one is really powerful. I am so excited to introduce to you my friend, Rael Andrews, and he is actually a LA celebrity. Uh, He shares a little bit about his journey um, of becoming an actor and some of the things that he went through, but his testimony He got choked up. I got choked up. It's really, 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 really powerful. And we're also going to share with you something incredibly exciting that is coming up. I'm um, headed to LA in May to be a speaker at an event called Get Real Take Action. Ladies, this one is for you. You have an opportunity to attend live or virtual. So I highly encourage you to grab your ticket for this. I'm going to leave um, a link in the show notes. I'm so excited for you to get to meet and know and love my friend, Rael Andrews. Enjoy. Oh, I'm so excited about this podcast, this recording today. Welcome, Rael Andrews to the program. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> Yay, I'm excited to be here as well. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, what an honor it is to have you. Um, I met Rael through a mutual friend, Lisa Arendale. And I think you guys met online. You connected online yeah. some way. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you are an exceptional an extraordinary man. And I'm so excited to have you here to share your story today. It's so inspirational and what you are doing in, in LA. And uh, I mean, it's, that's pretty, it's pretty cool. So first of all, you guys, Rael is a little bit of a celebrity and he's kind of humble. In fact, we were talking right before we hit record on this. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when, um, when I did Oprah's, uh, she asked for a list of questions and I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> you're on Oprah. So <laughs> I was that back in the day we were on there for the show, but yeah, at Oprah, we did Alan. Um, I did a uh, family feud, a week on family feud. That oh, was fun. fun. Yeah. Oh, fun. Okay. Well, tell, tell, um, tell a little bit about you, what you do. You're, you're, um, you're a star on general hospital for how long now? 28 years. That's crazy. Deep. Yeah, it, it kind of really is. We just celebrated as a show. Actually, we're celebrating this month um, 60 years. And I wow. just turned 60 years. So that's kind of crazy, you know. And I've been on it for 28 years. So that's almost crazy. half of the, the the life of the show, which is it it, it really is crazy. It's 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 it is it's cool. And I mean, I couldn't, I got blessed. I couldn't have been on a, a cooler show with a cooler it's just cool all around well tell tell everybody a little bit about your um 
your experiences in LA and maybe a little bit how you got started and how did you end up as a as a star? Because you start on several things. Um, that's certainly not just General Hospital, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> you know, General Hospital is my my biggest claim to fame. Um, but yeah, I've done hundreds and if not thousands, I've done a lot of stuff that we don't ever want to talk about, you know, back in the day when you're starting out, there's, there's, there's stuff I would like to be able to get that film and burn it. Um, and, uh, but it's all part of the process. And, you know, for me, it started, you know, when I was 16. Um, and it's kind of funny cause I had no aspiration to be an actor at all and actually i was the jock you know and i actually dated the drama queen and um you know full transparency we i kind of joke because you know i just used to think that acting thing was like stupid dude I, and i used to go to like her drama rehearsals and like i was only going because you know i was a 16 year old kid i was trying to get some action you know and uh, back in the day <laughs> so I'm, I'm just going to the like but i'm like oh my god what is this you know and then um my aunt had an acting school and she was like um Hey, I'm having this special weekend. We got this big casting director coming in. There's going to be like, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of people there, Um, you know, and she was trying to fill up the room at that point. And she said, like, would you like to come? I'll give you a free pass. I'm like, no, I'm not going. She goes, there's going to be a lot of girls there. And I go, so what time do I show up? So (laughs) so, um, I kind of just went to meet girls. And um, you know, I ended up, they gave me the scene from Ordinary People with Timothy Hutton, that famous scene when he was talking with the girl. Um, I did it, and the casting director was like, wow, you've got a real natural talent. Um, and that kind of was the beginning. Um, and then there came a movie called um, The Glitter Dome. It was The Glitter Dome with um, John Lithgow and, um, oh, man. Oh, man, I could see him. It'll come back to me. But because I used to watch Rockford. Who was the guy on Rockford Files? It was my favorite show. That's the guy. Whoever that guy was on Rockford Files, the the lead of that show. And they needed a young black uh, actor for the yeah. role. Um, where I grew up, I graduated from a class of 1800. I was the only African-American. So there wasn't a lot of us in that area. And they literally went around to the high schools. They found three of us. And asked us this to come is in LA. Time. This is in yeah. LA. No, no, this was in Vancouver. Vancouver, oh, Canada. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And this was in 81. And um, I read, I got the the part, and the rest was history. But it's funny, you know, and because it was 81, which wasn't too long ago. That's a bit of time ago. But in 81, in my if like later on, my mom, you know, she collected everything. She had my call sheet. She had my original contract and everything, and it said my my original name was Rael Johnson. So it said Rael Johnson, and the character said Black Boy, oh. and, that, and that's what it said on the contract and everything. And you know that wouldn't fly today, no, but no, um, and that's kind of how my career started, actually. You know, because during that film, I had a stunt double, and he was white. You know, it it was because they didn't have, which is that would never fly. But so I remember I was sitting in the makeup chair. They're making me blacker because I'm not black enough. (laughs) Right. 
And in in walks this guy, and they say, "Hey, can you guys stand up back to back?" And I was like, "Yeah, I have no idea what's going on." This guy, we stand back to back, and they go, "Yeah, that'll work. That's perfect." And he he goes away, and he comes back an hour later, and now he's black, and he has an afro because <laughs> I had an afro back then. And so that was long story short. He was my stunt double. We became friends, and at the end of it, he said, "Hey, listen, have you ever thought of doing stunts?" You know, we got a lot of films. This is when Vancouver was becoming Hollywood North. We got a lot of films coming in. You'd work a lot, dude, because there's always, you know, black actors that we need to double and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, sure. Why not? And, and you're uh, 16 years old at this time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And that's when it started. And I did all kind of stuff. You know, what took me to Hollywood was, which is kind of a lot of who I am. You know, I was, I was actually an extra on a film, um, a different film. It was, uh, it was uh, space hunter 3d with Peter Strauss and Molly Ringwald. And I was like some big extra, like one of these crazy monster guys. And I was sitting at lunch one day and the, you know, the extra sat over here, like, cause we're like the bottom of the barrel and um, you know, the crew was over there and some of the actors, the lead actors were over here and they were talking about Hollywood and how cool it was and the big lights and the red carpets and all that. And I just blurted out, I said, I'm going to go to Hollywood one day and become a successful actor. And this guy looked at me and the whole table kind of laughed at me. And this one guy specifically, I'll never forget, he said, uh, less than 3% of SAG actually makes a living, and there's really no work for Black actors. And there wasn't a lot back then, full full transparency. But I, I didn't say anything, but I remember looking dead down that guy, and I was like, in my head, I said, well, then I'm going to be part of that 3%. And um, that was like, you know, that kind of stuff fuels me. And... Uh-huh you know, fast forward, you know, here we are. So that's kind of how it started. That's amazing. What a, an incredible journey you have had and um, open doors for you. That's just crazy how much the race played into it. Even back then, it's, it's, it's sad to think that that was just 1981, but we've we're coming a long way and you've obviously uh, been a part of that. So that's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, real quick, Amy, because I know we're both into that because I think it's important. You know, it's um, it wasn't fast, but God certainly took me to the top, you know, and I remember intentionally um, just give the cliff version of it. I knew of what was possibly in Hollywood, you know, um, and, you know, I affectionately call Hollywood Holly weird. It's definitely the devil's playground. I refer to it as that as well. And I knew of the temptations and stuff like that. And I specifically, when I was getting ready to move to Hollywood, which was later on, it was several years later in my journey, I was doing an, uh, a show. I was a stuntman on a show called um, Police Hunt, Police Academy 4. I did four, five, I did three, four, and five. But I made some friends on that show. One friend who said, hey, you can come stay at my house. And another friend who I I literally specifically chose to protect myself. He was really into triathlons. I didn't know what that was at the time. He was into fit for life. 
you know, he was into all this healthy stuff and, and, and I made, this was my friend. So I said, that's perfect. Cause I didn't want to get mixed in with the wrong crowd. And, um, it really was my only outlet, you know? Wow. And one day I'll never forget. He was like, Hey dude, come on over to my house. We got, there's some girls over here and, you know, we're having a party and, you know, uh, we get, there's an extra girl and she's alone and blah, blah, blah. So I came over there and found out that he was a big time cocaine dealer. And it was like leading a double life. And that was the beginning of the end. Because, you know, it was just like, started as a just, eh, why not? And before you knew it, I was like off and running because I never, it it was just, it got real bad real quick. So So you started using cocaine from that time? Well, I party started partying like a rock star, like it was my yeah. job. And then God, as soon as as quickly as He took me to the top, you know, took it all away, you know. And you know, so I, I went through seventeen years of my life uh, where I like to now. I joke that, you know, I I got several Academy Award performances as a narcissistic drug addict alcoholic just i i killed that role i i took i took that role to the top you know so 17 years you stayed stuck in the um in an addiction cycle with drugs and alcohol and um narcissism and what so what what was the thing what brought you out of that lifestyle once and for all and here's another question did you try to stop during that 17 years i tried to stop every five days wow it was a vicious cycle i would for me because i've always been into fitness so me like literally for 17 years amy it was like this it was like i would you know and i would go out and party and it was interesting because from the minute i took that first hit i was like I couldn't have stopped, but I was miserable. And that's how I know God had a bigger calling for me because I just, I just hated it, but but I I didn't even enjoy it. I just, I just hated it. And I, I literally would see like what I would attribute to. I'd see what I call white and dark. When I was partying, it was dark. It was black. I would run into people. It was like, you could see it was demonic. It literally was demonic. And then when I would get sober, it would become white and become bright. And like different people would, it was really crazy. It was that black and white. But I literally would go out and party like a rock star, three, four, five, six, seven days. Um, And then I would stop and I'd go to the gym and I'd go for three or four or five days. And that was like, see, I'm good. I'm good. I got it. I wouldn't be able to. And I did that vicious cycle. Party, gym, party, gym, party, gym, literally for 17 years. And and it was it was it was challenging. So were you s- still able to work at this time? Were you already a believer at this time? Um, what was that? Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely affected my work. You know, I mean, crazy tough. I mean, I did. I can remember getting all the way to a producer meeting, which is next to impossible. And, um, you know, you're going in the room with the executives, the producers, it's the final five uh, actors they've chosen. I'm going, I got Coke all around my nose. 
goodness. Like, just no. because I'd be partying all it's like it it's it's so it's you know, back in the day when I was doing that, Amy, I and still to this day, I mean, I say if there's a devil and we know there's a devil, that is his drug for sure. That like cocaine and the next level would be crystal meth that like because I would be like like even today, I know better, right? But like, as I'm sitting here talking to you right now, Amy, as I am the person that I've evolved to um, over the years of personal growth and working and not being narcissistic anymore and the person that you know, Amy, I'm just telling you, if I was to break down and just do one hit like that, your personality changes. You start thinking things you would have never thought two minutes ago. You would do things you would never do two minutes ago. It's 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 show like, you know, and we should say trigger alert on this podcast for anybody. Yeah, like yeah. It is not cool in any way. Yeah. Shape, and were you a believer during this time or did you come to Christ after? I came to to Christ through through that process. Wow. wow. Um, you know, that was. I'll tell you a unique story on that was pretty cool. I had many situations, but the one I remember most specifically was I was in a dark, dingy um, bar, not even a cool one. I was by myself. Um, I was high. I was high as a kite. I was doing shots of tequila because that's what I used to do to balance it out tequila and long island iced teas um and i was just sitting there bitching and complaining uh, my agent sucks my manager sucks i just fired another agent a manager and there was this guy and the whole bar was black it was dark it's funny i chose i never choose to and now i'm telling the story and right next to me the whole time was sitting this one guy he was all dressed in white. And I was just like bitching all night to this guy. And he just sat there and listened. And I kept offering him a drink. And, and he was like, no, I'm good. I'm good. And he just like listened to me for hours. And then at the end of it, he says to me, he says, because I kept bitching about my manager. That's what I was bitching about. I was just bitching. I was pointing fingers at everybody else, why I wasn't having success and why didn't they didn't see me and blah, blah, blah. And he says to me, he says, have you ever thought of asking God to be your manager? And I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, that's a great idea, dude. You know, like, cause that was the farthest thing from what I could ever imagine. Right. And, um, he was like, no, I'm serious. He said, and he said that that was back in the day when we had big blotters on our desk. You know, you make notes. And he said, you know, he said, you should go home, take out a piece of paper and write out a contract with God and ask him to manage your life, manage your career and sign it and put it under the blotter. And I was like, yeah, OK, buddy, I'll run right home and do that tonight. Right. So um, and. About five years went by, and but he planted a seed, and I was in my apartment. I was horizontal. My heart was blowing out of my body. I was so high. I was literally crawling just to to try to get, like, I couldn't even stand up. 
And I was like crawling, stupid, what you think? Well, let me just get one more bump and maybe that'll straighten me out. And all of a sudden, I remembered that guy. Wow. I remember that guy in the bar. I've got and, chills. I've got yeah. chills. That's yeah. amazing. Five years later. Yeah. That I wrote one that contract. Contract, that one seed that that one man planted sitting at, was he an angel? <laughs> Do you wonder? I think, I think he was. That is amazing. Okay. I'm sorry. Keep on with your story. No, no. And so I wrote out the contract and, um, you know, it didn't just go like that. Right. But it was the beginning. Yeah. I wrote out the contract and started to do more of this and less of that. And actually, you know, Mr. Blanks will actually be um, at our event and, um, Somebody said, man, you got to come check out this class and stuff. And, and uh, you know, um, I went and I had met him before and God spoke to me through him. Wow. And he said, why are you wasting your time? Like he was talking to the class and he was, why are you wasting your time? And I was kind of like still coming. I was still high in that class at that time because I was coming down, getting back into working out, that whole process I was doing. And he was like, why are you wasting your time? You're better than that. You said, what, why are you wasting the gifts that I'm giving you? And like, to me, it was like, well, how did he know? Like, wow. I'm like, and, uh, you know, and then I met my wife and. What year was this? 94, five. Oh boy. Oh, my wife would know exactly. I'm oh. the worst with years. Yeah. But um, so, well, hey, well, we could figure that out. So we've been married 22, it'll be 23 years in November. And we kind of knew each other seven years. So 30 years. So it would be about 30 years ago. And, um, you know, like I said, I was a big time narcissist and pretty much got whatever I wanted, you know, um, and. I met this this woman, Michelle, who's now my wife. And she was the first woman to stand up for me. And she was like, uh, I don't know who you think you're talking to, but you're not talking to me like that. And she like walked out. And I was like, whoa, who do you, you you're not walking out on me. <laughs> and she goes, oh, yes, I. Watch me. And so, you know, she is a huge part of that. And and then I was also going through the process. I went through the process, Amy. I was like, man, I did the Namyoho Rangiko. I did the Pentecost. I did the extreme Pentecost. I did the, I was searching, you know, Buddhists. I did, I did, I did it all. You know, I did the extreme Pentecost. You get one suit, a broken down car, and you like, you know, I went all levels. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what I'm talking about, but that's hilarious. Yeah, but but I was but clearly searching. that didn't work for you. That wasn't the right way. Yeah, no, and that, <laughs> and and I you know, and then thank God I, I found it, and so yeah, that's kind of it's kind of crazy. We could talk for weeks on that, but that's kind of the cliff version. I think you get that the idea. is uh, well, it's fascinating because what. <clears throat> I just find so unique about that story and just hearing it. I've never heard that level of your testimony is how powerful. not many people have, by the way. Oh, well, now they will. So I'm, I'm glad that needs to be out because really we're 
um, as Christians, we're Christ's ambassador. And I love the fact that there was that one person in that bar who sat and let you be you and still he, he didn't shove Christ down your throat, but that was such an important seed for you in that moment, in that time, in that we really, as ambassadors, as lights for Christ, wow, if we can remember how that one small thing literally impacted the rest of your life, that will go forward and use our voices, use, look for the hurting people and offer them the solution that we already have. Our mm-hmm. lives aren't perfect. Obviously, we still make mistakes. Obviously, you know, sometimes you have to like have that disclaimer, but you know what I'm saying? Like that's so powerful and and you're forced to be reckoned with right now. Like it's so exciting to see what the Lord is doing in you and through you and the reasons why that you've got. So we're going to announce what you've got coming up, but um, I didn't want to interrupt you. What were you saying? No, no, I was saying I totally agree because I remember specifically one time my pastor said he was like, you know, you'll meet him. It's the church that we're having our thing. And, uh, you know, he likes he gets he gets fired up, you know, uh, so, and, he, and he likes to go. I'm 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 not the angry elf. I'm just passionate this is his favorite thing that he likes to say. And one day he was he was getting on the um, he was getting on the um, what's you know, our um, what's the word I'm looking for on the church, the people in the church. And basically his message was, which goes in alignment with what you were just saying, he was saying that he said, God doesn't need no more preachers. He -hmm. said, he needs you all to show up and share your story. He goes, Mm -hmm. somebody needs to share, hear your story. Right. You know, and, you know, we all think our stories don't matter. We think if we're not an Amy Ramsey, if we're not a, a Rail Andrews, or if you're not a Tom Brady, or if you're not this, that you don't matter, you're not important, but no everybody has a story and it's there when we recognize it unfortunately most of us look at it as you know why me why you know there was a time when i did that but like even now if you hear me i say i'm blessed with bipolar like a lot of people like what the heck are you talking about blessed that's not a blessing i go yeah it is because you know what i'm saying that that's it set me up so that when I can recognize, hopefully, and be there for other people. You know? That's right. That's right. Um, okay. Well, we keep alluding to this thing we got coming up. Oh, my gosh. This is not just a thing. It's the thing that <laughs> you're going to want to be a part of, right? All yes. of our they're like, they need to be a part of this. Um, I'm so excited to announce uh, about this amazing event coming up in May. Um, so do you want to share a little bit about Get Real Tech? Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I, I, it is the Women's Empowerment Event of 2023. Uh, it's going to be phenomenal. We have over 15 powerful speakers, including Amy, Amy Ramsey. Woo! So excited, so honored. <laughs> yeah, you just got to go to the website and check out these powerful women. Um, and we have a couple powerful guys, too, as well. We got some celebrity surprise guests coming. We got Maurice Bernard from General Hospital, Cameron Matheson from um, Extra, and he's was uh, all my children. Now he's on um, uh, General Hospital as well. You know, um, that's icing on the cake, really, in my opinion. The women speakers, and we now have also um, Pastor Tanner is going to be speaking a powerful message as well. Um, it's, it's just incredible, you know, and 
honestly, you can come virtually, you can come in person. I recommend in person. All the coaches are going to be in person, but whatever, you know, um, and we have a VIP pack and it, it's it's going to it's going to be insane. Um, you know, um, it's going to be huge. We've got free um, daycare for moms. We want to be able to focus. Um, and we got a special needs daycare as well, which is cool. They have one of the only sensory rooms in, in the United States, which is awesome. And awesome. You, you just, you're not going to want to miss it. You know, yeah. really, if you're serious about uh, my thing for 2023 is let's be 3% better. But whether it's 1% better or whatever it is for you, if you're serious about that, you need to be at this event. I mean, like the ticket prices are ridiculous, honestly. So ridiculous. So right? ridiculous. Yeah. It's like $59 for virtual, $97 for VIP. Like the coaches that are there, you couldn't get one of those coaches in a normal scenario for that price. It's ridiculous. No. You know? So, yeah. Um, it, it's going to be epic. Like if you're looking for a, a way to improve your spiritual life and to um, find that extra uh, umph, the tools, the skills to move forward in your life, and um, you're a woman, this is your event. And it's so important to invest in yourself. So if you might, you might be thinking, oh, well, sure, I'm going to do the virtual event and that that's what works for me. Great. Do the virtual event. But I want to share with you that when I started to invest in myself, when I really started to say, okay, you know what? I'm actually worthy of um, this investment. And, and I know that once I make this investment and I go forward, especially something that's out of my city, then I'm fully there. And I started to see massive results in my own life because of those investments. So I want to encourage you that if you need that breakthrough, if you need some extra tools and you need some extra um, help to move forward in your life, you know, God's calling you for more, come to the event, like get a ticket, come out to LA, come and stay, come meet all of us. We would love to meet with you. We'd love to connect with you. We would love to help you and encourage you on your walk um, with the Lord. So you can be all that God's calling you to be. So uh, come on out there with us or not get a VIP, VIP ticket or virtual ticket either way but plan on it. And um, we're both so excited about this, both passionate about helping you in your walk and in your life uh, with the Lord. Yeah. it's We'd like to say, you know, God didn't create you to be small. He created you to be courageous. And we like to say, be a boldacious. So just show up and you'll get everything you need to be boldacious and walk into your power. Like, like Amy said, and I think you, Amy, do you want me to say the website or you're going to put your own link in there? You have your own link, right? I can put my own link and we can go ahead and say it too, but it's, uh, it's, Easy. The website itself is uh, getrealtakeaction.com, yeah. right? Yeah. And then yeah. I'll put my link in the show notes, a direct okay. link, so you can go and um, grab your VIP ticket or your regular ticket. And um, for sure, let us know if you're going to be there so we can be on the lookout for you. And it's going to be pretty awesome. And I love the honor that you're doing this for. Can you share that as we close? Yeah. You know, real quick. So, uh, I've always known I'm going to do something. It's actually been prophesized over me three times. 
And at the end of December, the last week in December, in my prayer time, God said 2023. And I was like, okay. I didn't know the how, the what, the where, the why. And then really quickly when I said yes, he said May 18th because that's my mom's birthday. And so we're doing it in honor of my my mom. And then he said, you're going to have 12 speakers. We have over 15 now. And it just, it just blew up. And I remember saying when I didn't, I was thinking originally, Amy, I'm going to start this with a little room somewhere. I'm going to fly somewhere, maybe, you know, 100 people or whatever. And then we said, let's see how God, big God wants us to be. And now we have like, it's blown up. It's like just insane. You, you really don't want to miss this. You don't want to miss this. And I love what you just said. I just want to unpack that just a little bit because I think this is really important. God put this in your heart. So this means it's a calling. And when God puts something in our heart, we have a responsibility to obey. It's never easy. It always requires courage over fear. We never feel ready. We never feel quite like we're we're ready to go, that we know exactly what to do and we know exactly what to say. You guys, moving forward in your calling takes courage and you just got to go. I, I, I love Moses' story. Of, uh, I don't know what to say, Lord. <laughs> I, I don't I, They won't listen to me, Lord. You know, like this yeah. is a very human thing. If you're feeling like, oh, like this is just because he's famous and a you know celebrity he's doing no have you been scared along the way <laughs> amy let me tell you something i gotta be full transparency because that's what we do that's right. what i do anyways i have been scared you know what i mean ever and you know uh, honestly full transparency i'm literally losing sleep over this every night and i every day i have to remind myself two things God's got it. And remember, he's got you through it before. He'll get you through it again, because I am telling you full transparency. And also, I know I at 60 years old, I know better. The more scary it is, the more I start to second guess myself and doubt myself. I, I know good enough to just stay and keep moving forward. But I'm going to be full transparency. It's scary as hell. Yeah. It's scary as hell. And it, it's like, if I didn't have those tools and those beliefs, if I didn't have like my dad speaking over me, um, you know, like we have a saying, Andrews, we don't know quit, we don't spell quit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, it is scary as hell. And, you know, we're talking about this event here, but whatever it is in your life, whatever you're being called to do, and, you know, like, I, I guess I'll wrap it up this way. I, I remember once, my first company I ever joined it was a very power. I never got to meet him, but he they made this four this four CD thing, and I I literally built my first seven figure business off this CD. I became a parrot. I played played this CD all the time, and I'll never forget when part of the in the first CD this guy his name was Charlie Regus. He said, "The minute you decide to do something great, the minute you decide to improve your health." The minute you decide to improve your wealth, the minute you decide to improve your marriage, anything you decide to do to take yourself in the positive, you just better say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. And get ready because the enemy is coming and he's coming hard. Yes, yes, coming yes, hard. yes, yes. He's coming hard for you. And you know what? The, the powerful thing with that is, is that he comes and it's, he's, he's a sucker puncher where you have 
those thoughts of inadequacy or I'm not good enough or or and, and the insecurities that the 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 biggest insecurity that you've got that's where he's going to he's going to come right for that you're who do you think you are to do something like this you're not capable of this and that's what he does to all of us but he's mean about it like he he might even use people in your own family to to like chip away at your own confidence but I I just want to honor you for uh, Rael for listening to God, obeying God, moving forward, and it's so fun to watch all of the doors fly open. And um, I'm just going to pray over you for your sleep and your peace, and um, just the you know against the enemy. So thank you. We're excited. Come join us for this event. We're so excited. And how can everyone connect with you? Can you go ahead and shout out your um, your Instagram yeah. handle and Facebook and all the things? Yeah, it's real simple. I keep it simple. Everything is at Rail Andrews. Um, my website is railandrews.com. Um, that's where you can connect with me for sure. But all my social media is at Rail Andrews. You got to spell that for them, though. Oh, R E A L A N D R E W S. So Rail, just think real, real Andrews. Looks like real. Yeah, like real. Yeah. Uh, it has been such an honor to have you today as a guest. Um, thank you for what you're doing. And I'm so excited to see you and meet you in person in um, in May, May 18th through the 20th in L.A., y'all. Yeah. LA. Let's go. We're see We're you there. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much, Rael. Girlfriend, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm so honored you come back every week and that you share the Fit Soul podcast with your friends and family. Every time you share my podcast on Instagram or Facebook, I do a little happy dance. Make sure you subscribe to the Fit Soul podcast where you'll never miss an episode. You can go to podcast. Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify, and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode release. And just know, I truly love bringing you excellent content and great guests to provide you motivation and faith inspiration to help you walk worthy. And one of the ways you can help me is to go and leave the Fit Soul Podcast a review. If you have just a moment, would you please go over and leave a review for the Fit Soul Podcast? Thank you again. I love you. And here is your reminder. You are worthy. Until next time. Bye-bye.